Welcome to Declaration, where we exist to help people encounter and follow Jesus. Here at Declaration, we believe that God has a word for you and for your family, to live a life of fullness and to be faithful to Christ and His church. If you want to know more about who we are at Declaration Church, then I highly encourage you to visit declaration.org. Oh man, that was great. Like most of the time, you know, you say good morning, it's like two or three people. It's New Year's Day at nine o'clock and you guys are like, good morning. Love that. It's so good. That light is so bright. I can't see any of you. It's great. (laughs) Give me just a moment to get my my, uh, iPad out here. Uh, Yeah. So everybody have a good break. Good Christmas. Few of you did. Uh, how many of you decided that that would be the best time to, to remodel your kitchen? Oh, just me. Just me. Okay, great. Yep, just me. That's going great. We did it. It went well. Uh, there's a big cleanup party at my house this afternoon if you want to come. Any takers? No? Okay, well, that's fine. Um, so, uh, hey, can we take just a moment? There's people watching online. Can we welcome them and say good morning? Thanks for being here. It is New Year's Day, and I want to take just a moment and, and kind of recap uh, 2022. And here's the deal. I don't watch the news, so I don't really know a lot of what happened. And I was just kind of Googling and recapping. A lot happened last year. Oh, my gosh. Like, it was a busy year. Um, but here's some things that, I, uh, that stood out to me that I do remember, even though I don't watch the news. Uh, Russia invaded U- the Ukraine. That happened this past year. Queen Elizabeth died this past year. Like that stuff seems so long ago, doesn't it? Um, Elon Musk bought Twitter. Who knew you could do that? The Astros won the World Series. I knew that would get you. Declaration, we turned six years old. Come on now. We turned six now. We're we're about to turn seven here in, in, uh, in February. Um, but we had, we, we, we started setting the table. Um, we closed on some land sales on our land out there. Come on. Come on, give it up for Jesus. We, we broke ground in October. Come on, that was amazing. Uh, what do you guys, just yell it out, what do you guys remember from that day? The wind. The wind. The wind. We broke ground, but we're like, no, it was windy, man. We had sand for days. We had, we had a, a, a beach uh, right outside the door for weeks. Um, and then we started the construction process and, and I know we've talked about this, but we actually drove out there the Tuesday after we broke ground on Sunday, we drove out there the Tuesday after, um, that service out there on Sunday and they had already cut the foundation. So I don't know what all is going out there. I know they're, they're moving dirt. To me, it looks like they're moving dirt over here and then they're moving it over here. And, uh, but it's happening, man. It is, it is coming through. We've had so many salvations this year. In declaration, we've had, we've celebrated baptisms, we've celebrated child dedication. It has been a phenomenal year. Um, also, uh, we've gotten a little bit of a reprieve, I, at least in my mind. I, again, I don't watch the news, but I think in my mind, we get a little bit of a reprieve from the craziness that was trickling over from 2020. All that stuff that was going on in 2020. I know it's still getting crazier, but at least in my mind, this may just be me, I think we've kind of gotten a, where we're all, okay. Now, it's not back to normal. We won't go back to normal. Everybody understand that? We, we all know we're not going back to normal. But it has, like, kind of, kind of eased a little bit. So my question is this. What does God have in store for 2023? I'm not going to tell you. 
Because um, I don't really know, you know, we don't really know. But here's what we do know. Uh, this is for everybody. Jesus tells us that when, when, uh, when he was going to die and go to heaven, he was going to send the comforter, the Holy Spirit. And he said that the Holy Spirit's job would be, um, in, that, in this statement, he said it would be two things. Obviously, the Holy Spirit has more purposes than this. But he mentions two things. One, um, he was going to come back and he was going to glorify Jesus. Every time the Holy Spirit moves, he glorifies Jesus. Every time. If it doesn't glorify Jesus, then we have reason to question whether or not it was the Holy Spirit. He glorifies Jesus. And the second thing was, he said, and he'll tell you some of the things that are going to happen, happen in the future. Isn't that interesting? We think that's left to the prophets. Jesus said it's for everybody. It's the Holy Spirit. So where are we, Lord? Where, well, what do you have in store for us in 2023? Well, we got to go find out. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Just a little bit. Um, I've had... As I was praying for this message, this is my favorite, favorite Sunday to preach um, of the year, to crown the year. It's, the la- it's, it's either the last Sunday of the year or the first Sunday of the new year. It's one of those two. And I was, I've been praying about it, and I could, I could only hear the word rest. That's, the, that's the, the single word that kept coming up over and over again. And the Lord brought to my um, attention how many conversations I've had in the last three, four months uh, with many of you, but with, with so many people, how are you doing? And so many people say, well, I'm tired. I'm just tired. No one can really know why they're so tired. Is anybody else like that? I've been like that. Where you're just tired, but you really, you really don't know. We really don't know why we're so tired. Like we're, we're trying to go to sleep at the right time. We're trying to wake up at the right time. Um, we're sleeping in on the weekends, maybe. Maybe you're not. If you have kids, you're not. Bless you. Um, young kids. Um, but you're, you're doing everything that you know how to do, and yet we're still tired. It says, uh, Jesus said in, in Luke 21, it says, People will faint from fear and expectation of the things that are coming on the world because the powers of, of the heavens will be shaken. So one of the signs of the end times is that people will faint. They will grow weary. Men's hearts will fail them, as one translation says, for the things that they see coming on the world. They'll look at the news they didn't have the news. They didn't have TV back then, so he didn't say they're going to see it on the TV or you know YouTube. But he's saying they're going to see what's coming in the world, and and anxiety is going to rise. Anyone? Come on now. Anxiety is going to rise because of the things that we see going on around us. Our bodies, our minds. God did not design us to to work in stress. 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 I'm I'm sure we all know this, but stress takes down all of our systems to, to include maybe the, maybe the one that, that affects us the most is our immune system. Stress lowers our immune system. Then we get sick and we get tired and we can't get rested and then we have anxiety and it keeps us from sleeping well and keeps us from resting well. So all that to say we're right on schedule. But see, there's a key for the people of God and it's God's rest. God's rest God's rest is available for everybody. We're going to go through uh, a chapter of Scripture. I'm going to read a lot of Scripture today. I'm going to keep it short for the kids, I promise. Um, I'm going to give you guys some homework. But we're going to go through a chapter where God talks about entering into His rest. And that is for today. It says it very clearly. So if you have your Bible, you can turn to Hebrews 3. Hebrews 3. 
I'll give you a little time for those of you who have your, have your Bibles with you. Hebrews 3, starting in verse 15. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start reading and then I'm going to catch us up to the story, all right? Verse 15, remember what it says. Today when you hear his voice, that's a key right there for the whole day. When you hear his voice. Remember, remember I said the Holy Spirit comes and, and he comforts us and, and he glorifies Jesus and he'll tell us some of the things that are supposed to happen in the future. How do, how do we hear? We have to hear God's voice, which we hear him by the Holy Spirit. Today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled. And who was it who rebelled against God even though they heard his voice? Wasn't it the people Moses led out of Egypt? And who made God angry for 40 years? Wasn't it the people who sinned, whose corpses lay in the wilderness? And to whom was God speaking when he took an oath that they would never enter his rest? Wasn't it the people who disobeyed him? So we see that because of their unbelief, they were not able to enter his rest. What is he talking about here? He's talking about when, when Moses was leading Israel out of Egypt... They get into the wilderness, and um, God gave the Ten Commandments. Who did God give the Ten Commandments to first? Not Moses. We think, we think it's the, you know, the tablets, and we've seen the movie, and it's, you know, that it was Moses. Um, at least I did, honestly. But it wasn't Moses. God actually gave the Ten Commandments first to all of Israel. He had Israel come out before Mount Sinai, and there was thunders, thundering and lightnings, and God spoke. And when he speaks, he gives them the Ten Commandments. And when he got done, Israel said, we don't like it when he does that. He's scary. Why don't you go talking to Moses? Why don't you go talk to him, and we'll just do whatever you tell us to do. Hey, hey Moses, uh, when God speaks to us, it's really scary. So I tell you what, why don't you go over there? We'll just take your word for it. From the very beginning, God's idea was no. He wanted to speak to everybody. And Israel said, no, no, don't like that. No, that, that's, that's, that's too much. It's scary. That's, they, they were filled with fear. They were terrified. Trembling of a loving God. We got to remember that. He's a loving God is love. Like he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we see that God is love. He was a God of love then. But they were terrified. Yeah, just a side note. I, I, I love studying about the fear, fear of the Lord. Um, and, and today, we, we, so many times we talk about it being reverence. And it is. It is reverence. I just think it's incomplete. I think fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I think part of that is we're supposed to be terrified. And here's why I say that. It's not so we can walk around terrified, but my personal opinion is I want a God that's bigger and better than all the others. All, all the other little G gods. You understand what I'm saying? There's not multiple gods. He's the only one. But little G gods. I want him. I want, I want the one that they all tremble to. I want the one that, that they are, that they, that, that they, don't dare do anything they're not supposed to. And we know some of them did, but the, but the good ones. They don't dare do anything that God didn't tell them to do. Why? Because they saw what he did to the ones that rebelled. And they know he can make them cease to exist. He knows that he can make them uh, 
be tormented forever. He know, he know, they know all that. So they don't dare step out of line. I want that God to be my God. And then that God say, hey, you can come up here by me. I love you. That's the God I want. I, I honor him. It's, it is reverence. But I, I did a study on the fear of the Lord. And this is what I found out. It's hard to even get a glimpse of the love of God until we understand every reason we should be terrified of him. And as soon as we know, oh my gosh, like he's terrifying. And yet he says, no, 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 I love you. You can boldly come to my throne. You can ask anything and I'll do it. I love you. I crawled up on the cross for you. I took your place. That's the God I want. That's, that's my, my little fear, fear of God rant. So... They said that, and what happened? They said, they said we, don't, we don't want to listen to him anymore, and, and they rebelled. How did they rebel? The Ten, the ten Commandments goes through the list of, of the ten, right? And one of them, um, and they may have sinned other ways, but one of them that stood out to me is that you're suppo- they're, they're not supposed to make any, they're not supposed to worship any images. Well, a few chapters later, they made one, and they started worshiping him. Just a few chapters later, they rebelled, and it made God angry, and he said, they'll never enter my rest. So they took what should have been just a few days and made it into a 40-year trip in the wilderness going round and round. Actually, God was going to kill them all. Moses pleaded on their behalf. He said, please don't kill them. Like they don't know. And so God said, okay, but they can't enter. You're going to wander around until they all die. He killed them. He just did it over 40 years. That's how I see it anyways. I know, God's humor. It's, I, it's, uh, it's early. All right. Chapter 4. So they heard his voice. They still rebelled. Because they rebelled, they were not able to enter into his rest. Verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 1. God's promise of entering his rest still stands. So we ought to tremble with fear. That word fear there is phobia. So it's not reverence. It's actually, you're terrified. Like you, spiders, anyone? Spiders? Not me, but snakes. I don't like snakes. Anyways, a phobia. That's what that fear is. A fear that some of you might fail to experience it. We all should have a phobia, a fear of people that we know not being able to experience God's rest. Because God's rest, if you read this out, is salvation. We should have a fear. We should, we should be afraid because some of our friends and family and co-workers and neighbors aren't going to experience this. This is what this is saying. Verse 2, for this good news that God has prepared, uh, for this good news that God has prepared this rest has been announced to us just as it was to them. But it did them no good because they didn't share the faith of those who listened to God. For only we who believe can enter his rest. As for the others, God said, in my anger I took an oath, they will never enter my place of rest, even though this rest has been ready since he made the world. And we know it is ready because of the place in the scriptures where it mentions the seventh day. On the seventh day, God rested from all his work. But in the other passage, God said, they will never enter my place of rest. They heard, they heard his voice. They disobeyed because uh, they, didn't, they didn't exercise faith. What is faith? I, I personally believe you can interchange faith and obedience. You can't have faith without obedience. You can't have faith without action. So if you hear something, you have to take action. What action do you take? You take action that aligns with what you heard from the Lord. Faith equals obedience. 
So if we're going to walk in faith, we have to walk in obedience. His rest is available to those who hear his voice and walk in obedience. So when we walk in disobedience, we don't have rest. That's it. Have a good day. I mean, that's not the point of the message, but that, that's a good one. If we're not walking in obedience, then we don't have rest. And I have found myself so many days in the last six, eight, ten months not rested. I'm not walking in obedience. What does that mean? I, listen, this isn't a set of rules, okay? Obedience is equal to faith. I'm not walking in faith. I'm not walking in trusting God. Anxiety creeps in. Worry creeps in. It's, that's disobedience. I know we don't like to hear that, but that's disobedience. I heard, I heard a, a preacher once say this, that God told him to tell the people of God, you can't, uh, this is gonna, I'll, I'll clarify this, but he said, you can't medicate anxiety, you have to repent from it. Now, we might all be in a place, you might be in a place where you're like, I don't even know how to do that. I need some medication. I'm not telling you to get off your medication. Hear me. I'm just saying, the, the way we get out of anxiety is not through medication. Now you're, now you're beholden to medication. It helps. Use it to help. But the end goal has to be trust and faith in the Lord. That's what the end goal has to be. And when we get there, when we trust God, we enter his rest. We, we find rest. So God's, this is verse 6, so God's rest is there for people to enter, but those who first heard this good news failed to enter because they disobeyed God. Talking about Israel. So God set another time for entering his rest, here we go, and that time is today. Well, if it was 2,000 years ago, it's definitely for today. God announced this through David much later in the words already quoted. Today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Let me read that again. That's a word for all of us today. Today, when you go home and you hear God's voice, don't harden your hearts. What, is it, what does it look like not to harden your hearts? Whatever you hear him say, go do it. Go do it quickly. As quickly and as thoroughly as you can. Whatever you hear, go do it. Now, if Joshua had succeeded in giving them this rest, God would not have spoken about another day of rest still to come. So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who, here we go, for all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors just as God did after creating the world. So how do we rest from our labors? In Matthew 11, uh, verses 28 through 30, Jesus says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, or humble. We say humble here, right? <laughs> and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So we come to him and we take upon his yoke. Colossians 3.17 says, Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. I believe that is how we take the yoke of Jesus upon us. Everything that we do, we do, we do for the Lord. Not for man. If you think back, uh, for me, this is me, I'll just point the finger at me. For me, a lot of my, my, my anxiety comes from fear of man. What will other people think when I do 
What will people, other people think when I don't do? That's where mine comes from, if I'm being honest. That's how we take his yoke upon us. We, whatever we do, we do for the Lord, unto the Lord. Giving thanks, that's, that's a key. Giving thanks through him to God the Father. When we're working, we have to give thanks. You know, it's impossible to be in a bad mood if you're truly thankful. I can't remember if I've said that here before, but that's absolutely true. If you're actually, if you can, if you can get your mind, so you take every thought captive and put yourself in a position of giving thanks, being truly thankful for anything. It doesn't matter what it is. And when you're thankful for that, you can't be in a bad mood. It's impossible. That's how God set it up. It's like, it's like he thought of everything. He did. So, uh, I want to read one more. Hebrews 6, verse 10. For God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you have worked for him. So, we're talking about resting from our labors and entering his rest. There's still work for him. There's still work to do for him. How hard you've worked for him and how you have shown your love to him by caring for others. As you, still do, as you still do, our great desire is that you will keep on loving others as long as life lasts in order to make certain that what you hope for will come true. Then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent. I read that verse. It sounds like, like such a negative thing to say. And when you do this, then you won't become spiritually dull and indifferent. But then he follows it up with a promise. Instead, you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promises because of their faith and endurance. So, we rest from our labors and we enter into his. When, by resting from our labors, we stop doing our will, our desires. We stop doing what we want and we start doing what he wants us to do. Well, Aaron, how do I know what he wants us to do? We got to go hear his voice. Our key verse today is verse 11 in Hebrews 4. So, let us do our best and that word, that word right there means to make haste, to strive, to labor, to make every effort quickly. We're supposed to do this quickly to enter that rest. But if we disobey God as the people of Israel did, we will fall. Make every effort to be obedient. Make every change. Make every, it's a new year, so it's new year, new me, right? We're going, to see, we're going to see here in just a minute. I was, I was uh, asking Pastor John via email about, you know, the message and saying, well, is it, is it new year, new me? I don't know. It's like, yeah, I don't know. That seems so cliche. And we'll see what he says. It's not new year, new me. It's new year. I'm going to live fully into the me that God created us to live. That's it. And how should we do that? We should make every effort as quickly as we can to go enter that rest. How do we do that? It's going to take reprioritization. It's going to take life change. It's going to take sitting down and thinking through, okay, what really is my goal in life? What is it that when it's all said and done, what is it that I really want? What is it, not I, what is it that God really wants me to accomplish? Why did he create me? I need to know that. That can be a process, by the way. That can take some time. So if you haven't started, today's a good day to start. What I, and then we start making changes in our life to fit into that. We don't fit that into our current lives. 
So how do we strive to make haste to enter God's rest? This is what I was just talking about. Number one, we need to pray. We have to hear his voice. How do you hear his voice? Through prayer. We have to pray. Then when we pray and we hear, we have to obey whatever he says to do. And then in everything that we do, we love and care for others. Because that's what God's going to remember. We can start this today. Next week, we're going to start a new series called Pray First. We're also going to start 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. So that starts next, next week. You do not want to miss out on this, I'm telling you. This is going to be phenomenal. This series is going to be amazing. 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting is going to be, it's, it is the perfect way to start the year. God, God loves calendars. And he loves our calendar. And he knows that we, we operate in a new year. He, he loves it when we, when, we, when we utilize it. So let's utilize it. In Matthew 8, there's a story. Um, there's a story where um, in verse 18, Jesus says, Boys, let's get a boat. Let's go to the other side of the lake. And then some people ask him some questions. And then we get to verse 23. So in verse 18, hey guys, let's go. We're, go. we're going to the other side of the lake. Now, we have to remember this. Jesus never said or did anything that he didn't already hear the Father say or do. So when Jesus said, hey, we're going to the other side of the lake, he heard the Father say, go to the other side of the lake. That's key. <clears throat> That's key. Verse 23, then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? He wasn't, just a side note, that word, you of little faith, that word right there, does not mean that they, that they needed more faith. They had all the faith that they needed. What that word means is they had gaps in their faith. They were faithful here. They weren't faithful here. They were faithful here. They didn't have faith here. Sound familiar? That's me. Yeah, Lord, let's go. Let's go run through that wall. That, that's going to really hurt. I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? So, you have little faith. He's saying, guys, you got gaps in your faith. Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. They were terrified of the storm. Now they're afraid of the guy that's in the boat with them. We have to go to Psalm 107. If you go to Psalm 107 um, and read somewhere 23, 24, something like that, um, you'll see the point of that storm. It actually, Psalm 107 talks about that storm. In, in my opinion, I believe Psalm 107 describes that storm, that moment, exactly. And it says that, that God caused a storm to be raised up so that the men on the, the waters were terrified and at their wit's end so that they would cry out to him. That's what they did. They're fishermen. They, they live on the water. And in that storm, they were terrified. And so what did they do? They cried out to him. And then he calmed it. That's what it says in Psalm 107. And then he calmed it and they gave thanks to him. It's the point of the storm. So in 2023, I personally believe that we're going to see 
more headlines. Not, not immediately. I think it'll be a little bit. This is, I'm, it's just through prayer. I think we'll see headlines and I think, I think there's some storms that are going to come up. That's what I think. Because the point of the storm is for us to cry out to God. That's the point of the storm. It's not for us to be afraid. It's not for us to be worried. It's not for us to think that God's forgotten us. It's so that we cry out to him. And in the middle of that storm, what was Jesus doing? He was sleeping. Why was he sleeping? Because he had the word of the Father that said, go to the other side of the lake. So Jesus knew they were going to the other side of the lake. Didn't matter what the circumstances were. So he was asleep. Yep, we're going. It's fine. Guys, lay down. We'll get there. The winds will take us, I promise. And it'll rock you to sleep. It'll be nice. Like, he knew. The guys didn't know that. They should have. Jesus said it. Jesus says it, we should believe it. We just sang that song. He said it, we should believe it. He said, go to the other side. They should go to the other side. Jesus said that in the last days, we are in the last days of the last days. There's going to be a lot of terrible things going on in the world. And scripture says we can enter his rest today. How do we enter his rest today? We stop worrying about the circumstances. We stop worrying about how we're going to do what we're going to do in our way. And we start trusting him. We start believing him. Hebrews 6 verse 1. By the way, Hebrews has, has uh, just to use a churchy word, has anointing all over it right now. Go home and read the book of Hebrews. Read it in one sitting. It is phenomenal right now for what's going on and what the Lord is saying. Hebrews verse 1 says, So let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. That word mature stood out to me. We've got to become mature. What, what does a mature believer look like? He looks like a person that walks in the fruit of the Spirit. Not when things are good. Not just when things are good. But when, things are, when storms arise, we walk in the fruit of the Spirit. It's a person that walks in faith. And it's a person that can sleep in a boat when there's a storm going around. Metaphorically speaking, when, the, when it is chaos out here, we're at complete peace. That's, a, that's, that's maturity right there. That's what God wants to get us to. Listen, if we're not there, this is, this is not con condemning. This is not, oh, you should be, no, no, no. This is not, uh, you should be better or you should try hard. No, that's not what this is. This is, let's take an account of where we are and let's know that God has promises for us and let's make every effort quickly to enter into that rest, to enter into faithfulness. At Declaration, we have a, a few ways that it talks about, we were, we were reading earlier about loving others and that being a way that we enter into rest. Here at Declaration, you can, you can engage in that already. You should do it at home, you should do it at work, you should do it everywhere. This is a great place to practice, by the way. And we have DNA. Uh, we heard uh, Pastor Travis say DNA is next week. That's where you can learn about the church, learn, learn everything. If you haven't been through it, you should go through it so that you know where you're sitting and what's going on here and what we believe. And then we have DNA too. And that's where um, you learn uh, about yourself and the kingdom. And you have to go through DNA 1 and DNA 2 to lead 
to lead anything in declaration. So if you want to lead something in declaration, you have to go through those two. And they have a meal at DNA 2. They have a, a keynote speaker. The last one was phenomenal. Um, he's very handsome. <laughs> but we have DNA and DNA 2. Um, Groups, groups are coming up in February. You got to get into a group. The, you, we have to have people around us to encourage us to enter into Israel, to be faithful, to pray and hear His voice. We have serve teams. We have all of all of these ways are here for for us to love others right here in our own family, and it's great practice for when we go out and love the world. So we have all of that coming up. So I'm going to wrap up here. And I want to read something over you from Pastor John. It's what, it's what he wrote me about this message. And he's at home resting and probably watching and critiquing. Um, so I, I, figured, I figured he can't critique his own stuff. I'm just going to read it. <laughs> That's actually not true. We, we critique ourselves way harder than anybody else does. So I asked him, I was just talking to him about new year, new me, this sort of thing. And he says, is it new year, new me, or just new year, but same old me? The truth is, it's not even about being new me. It's just about living into the me God has called, created, and chosen me to be. And in order to do that, we may need to set some new rules, boundaries, rhythms to get rest. It's not that God called us to run from the problems or it's not that God died to alleviate us from the chaos or storms because he didn't. He, he called us to go through them. That was, I added that part. It's that God gives us the ability to know peace in the midst of them. God gives us the ability to rest though the world still rages around us because the need of the world hasn't still changed. It still needs him. Therefore, the world is going to do what the world is going to do. But... We know him. Therefore, we should have the ability, because of the reality of his presence in our lives, the fruit of the Spirit, to rest. To be filled with hope, to have the knowledge of assurance, confidence, to see the situation but focus on the Savior of every situation. May we not find ourselves in the place of living in a boat with God on board, panicking at every wave, all the wind, the chaos. That, let me read that again. May we not find ourselves in the place of living in a boat with God on board, panicking at every wave, at all the wind, at all the chaos. May we find ourselves in the place, uh, may we find ourselves in the place of living in a boat with God on board. May, I'm sorry. May we not find ourselves in the place of living in a boat with God on board, feeling hopeless because we can't prioritize or manage time. To help others rest, so our, our call is to help others, others rest. To help others rest, we have to know how to interest ourselves. So may we today make every effort, repent, change schedules, change uh, lifestyles, whatever it, whatever it is, whatever we need to do, may we do it and do it quickly to enter into that rest. Remember Jesus said, uh, if, if your eye causes you to sin, then gouge it out. If your arm causes you to sin, then cut it off. He wasn't telling you to walk around, you know, one-eyed and one-armed. 
What was he saying? He was saying, if something is getting in the way of you being faithful to me, do whatever you have to do, no matter, be as extreme as you know how to be uh, extreme, to get rid of it, get it out of your way so that you can walk faithful. Let us do everything that we can to enter into this rest. And I believe that is where we're headed. Does that, does that sound, that sounds amazing to me. I'm ready to walk in some rest. I have all the energy in the world and walk, walk in rest. Not lay down and sleep well, although that's part of it, but walk in rest. Amen? Could you please stand? We're going to have uh, prayer partners over here. The team's going to lead us in a song. And all I'm asking you to do, I'm not, I'm not asking for us today, right now in this moment, to fix our lives. I'm not asking that. I'm asking us to just begin. How do we begin? We ask the Lord, Lord, what should I do? And when we hear something, we just be obedient to it. Whatever he tells us to do, do it. If, we, if he tells us to do something and we don't know how to do it, then we say, Lord, how do I do that? And then when we hear, we do it. So they're going to lead us in a song here. And as they do, I'm just asking for us to respond. Just respond to what the Lord is saying in this moment. You can come to the altar and pray. You can go and have one of our team members pray. You can pray right where you are. You can sing. You can worship. Just respond to the goodness of God. Respond to the promises that God has for us to enter into His rest. Not natural rest, supernatural rest. Where the chaos and the storms and we're busy and we're working 20 hours a day and in that we still have rest. That's the rest he wants us to enter in. I'm going to pray over you and the team's going to lead us. Lord, I thank you for this. I thank you for this day. I thank you for this time. God, I thank you for every person that's here on this New Year's Day. God, I thank you for the rest that you've already poured out in the room. Father, I'm asking that you speak to every, every heart in this room. That you would be clear. That there would be no question that we're hearing you, but you would speak clearly to us. That you would draw us in and speak clearly to us. And Lord, I'm asking for strategy for all of us in this room of how to make the arrangements in our life to enter into your rest. Whatever it is that we need to do. And Lord, I'm asking for boldness and courage to take those steps to enter into your rest. To walk as you've called us to walk. To be everything that you've created us to be. That you would give us the boldness and the courage to do that. Lord, I'm asking you to pour out your spirit right now in this moment. Just fill this room with your presence and fill every heart, fill every person with your presence in a new, fresh way on this New Year's Day. And we give you all the praise and all the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Maybe today you need to take the next step in your faith whether that be giving your life to Christ or maybe you would like prayer and need to be contacted by one of our pastors. In the podcast description, you will find a link to our website and a link to an online connection card. And if you feel led, there will also be a link there where you can give directly to the ministries of Declaration Online. We would love to hear from you. God bless you and have a wonderful week.